All right. Clockwise and the color wheel uh, and the value scale. Uh, where was I? So if uh, if the clock face helps us to position ourselves on the color wheel, uh, theoretically, uh, then it's important to understand that the clock faces two most important points, key points at 12 and 6, that those represent on a value scale, a transition from light, lightest value, 12, to darkest value, 6, in a clockwise movement. So it's important to think of this as a, as a 12-hour day and your transition from, uh, uh, you know, high noon to midnight is from 12 to 6 and from midnight back to high noon again is from 6 back to 12 clockwise and the value scale goes that way from 12 to 6 lightest to darkest and from 6 to 12 uh, on the other side of the face uh, darkest to lightest now this occurs on a value scale on a value spectrum quite well when you set up the color wheel with yellow at the 12 position which I've covered ad nauseum. Okay, uh, the primary colors are yellow, blue, and red. In that order, in this system, moving clockwise on the clock face. And the color blue is positioned at the 4 o'clock spot on a clock face. And the color red is positioned at the 8 o'clock spot on a clock face. Now here's the problem with a clock. Like I've said before, we're used to prioritizing the three and the nine because it makes a nice cross. And aren't Western people obsessed with the cross? Well, it's more important, I think, when you're using the clock face to make a color wheel to think of it as a triangle. Because that's kind of how it's depicted usually, as a triangle. So instead of uh, the... uh, the spots being directly across from each other, they are in a triangular shape. Basically, from the 12 to the 4, from the 4 to the 8, which is straight across from each other, but there's always a straight side on a triangle. And from the 8 back up to the 12 in a triangle shape. Those are your primary colors, the three colors from which all other colors are derived, the mother colors. Okay? All right. And in terms of value, this is interesting. Yellow is the highest value color, hue. Uh, Blue is the second darkest value hue. And red, ironically, about red, interesting thing about red, darkest value hue in terms of the three primary colors. Now, when you start mixing them together, there's all kinds of darker and lighter. But it's funny that red which we think of, I think, as a very intense color. It's a very intense hue. Usually when you see red in something, that is the thing that draws your eye. I don't know why. Anybody who wants to get into all the the hypothalamus nonsense will talk about, oh, it's because of the colors of blood and because of the colors of tearing flesh and the internal organs and food and all of that primal stuff. Maybe. Could be. Frankly, who cares? Uh, In red, or in China, and in other Asian countries, red is a positive color. See, it's a lucky color. 
Now, how lucky is it to be disemboweled? Not very. So does that theory hold? I don't know. That's a culture that's thousands and thousands of years old. And that's, they're positive about red. We're not so positive about red in the West. We, we have mixed feelings about red. So maybe if it's a lucky color, that don't help with my analogy. But if, it, if you're from the West, you're used to associating red with very positive emotions or very dark emotions. I'm sorry, very intense emotions or very dark emotions. Sometimes both. Passion is red. Uh, violence is red. Isn't that interesting? So passion in terms of love, romance, and sex, red. Passion in terms of murderous rage, also red. I saw red. Uh, also, some of the most delicious fruit is red. Uh, I don't know. Red is a complex one. It's a complex color. It's the color of love. It's the color of violence. Makes you think. Red is the darkest value of the primary colors. I put it around 85% dark, 85% black. I will, I will validate all the, verify all these numbers, but 80, between 80 and 85% black, that's very dark. So if you're colorblind, red appears to you as a very dark gray, which is interesting. Now I have said, of course, the violet in the number six position on a clock face. Oh, I wish I could do a Dick, uh, uh, a Dick Clark impression. In the number six position on a clock coming in at number six. Uh, special request from Cincinnati, Ohio. Uh, coming in at number six on the charts. We're talking Violet. Uh, the reason that Violet is so dark is because, and I will get into this, it's a mix of blue and red. And blue and red are the two darkest value colors. So it would it would follow, I would think, that you end up with the darkest value hue in the number six position at violet. Violet. Interesting, right? Alright, let's get into that part. The, those are the primary colors, right? At the 12th, the 4, and the 8th position. Now, between the primary colors, and let's start with uh, a, a crowd favorite. Uh, between the 12 and the 4 position, moving clockwise, that puts us at 2 o'clock. We have green. The color green. That means that the transition from, the whole point of this is the transition from these colors. The whole point of the color wheel, don't let anybody tell you otherwise, is to demonstrate the transition between the mixable primary colors. That's the only thing it's for. Because a lot of people don't understand how that works. And I'm telling you, it's just like a clock. As the clock progresses from 12 back to 12, and, and hits each of these primary color points, the 12, the 4, and the 8, we get the transitional colors. And there are several of them that are key, but the ones that are most popular, the most famous of the transitional colors, are called the secondary colors. And those secondary colors are in, this, are in the halfway spot between the primary colors. 
Now, if, if you notice, the primary colors, if you're advancing from 12 to 4, that's a count of four spots. That's a four count. One, two, three, four. Halfway between one, two, three, four is two, right? That ain't complex math. And halfway there, between yellow and blue, you get green. The mix of yellow and blue is green. And that's a secondary color at the two o'clock position, green. So what would follow then, that from green to blue, and from blue to red, there would also be a secondary color, and you'd be right, and that's violet, the one that I've been talking about, at the six o'clock position. Notice from four o'clock to eight o'clock is another four count. Four, right? Five, six, seven, eight. That's a four count, right? Between, uh, in the middle of a four count is a two count. So from four, counting two, we end up at six. Again, not complex math. And the six o'clock, as I've mentioned at length, is the violet color. That means that the secondary color between blue and red is violet. And that means if you mix blue and red, you're going to get violet or, or a purple. Now, blues and, and reds vary, but we're talking pure here. We're talking high concept, okay? Theoretical, perfect colors. No such thing in reality, of course, but we're not dealing in reality, are we? Hardly ever with art. Okay. And that would follow then that there are other secondary colors, or at least one more, and that's at the halfway point between red and yellow. And remember, red is in the 8 position on a clock face, and yellow is in the 12 position. So counting from 8 to 12, we've got 8, 9, 10, 11, 12. That's a 4 count. That means there's 2 spots. You count 2 from the number 8. You end up in the 10 o'clock position, and that means that the 10 o'clock position is another secondary color, and that is between red and yellow, and that color is orange. And at this point, we've covered all of the popular celebrity colors on a color wheel. And the great thing about the clock face in a color wheel is it ends up all being two counts, meaning that if you start at 12 and count two, you're going to be at a celebrity color. And you keep counting two all the way around back to 12, you're at your celebrity colors. So let's do that exercise. 12 o'clock. I'm going to count two. That's one, two o'clock. What's our color at two o'clock? Green. Let's count two more. That's four o'clock. What's our color at four o'clock? Blue. Let's count two more. Right? Four, five, six. What's our color at six o'clock? Remember, it's violet. The darkest value color. Let's do. Let's count two more. We end up at eight. From six to eight, eight is red. Let's count two more. That's ten o'clock. That's orange. And count two more. We're back at twelve, which is yellow, highest value color. So not only have we made the transition from yellow around the clock face all the way through the primary colors, all the way through the secondary colors. Secondary colors, remember, is a mix of the primaries. And we've ended up back at yellow. That's the beauty of the whole system. It makes a full transition all the way back to the front or all the way back to the top spot where we began. It also makes a full transition all the way from darkest to lightest. It's a perfect system. It gives you everything you need to know about the hue and the value of all the colors in the spectrum that we, that we use. Now it gets 
it's broken down even further than that. But if you were to take anything away that's digestible from this, it's the position of the primaries. It's how to set up your color wheel so that values are also expressed in the same way that hues are expressed. Uh, and all the celebrity colors are covered, so you know how to mix those celebrity colors. Should anybody ever tell, ask you where purple comes from, you don't look like a moron. And that's how you do that. And just like the Ziploc bag taught all of America how yellow and blue make green. And now how uh, yellow and <laughs> yellow and blue make... No. Yellow and red make purple. They do the purple now, too. I think they probably have the patent one, the green one. Anyway, that's where we're at with that. There's more to say, but not today. All right. This is Lady Angelo.